episode 1039 and it's a relevant podcast here in orlando i'm your host cameron strang and joining me from loverland virginia is jesse carey hello hello from nashville tennessee downtown emily brown hey y'all and from austin texas author speaker podcaster jamie ivy hey guys we missed you the last couple episodes i know i don't even know where i was but i missed you guys too and here i'm back i should mention derek is out for today's show uh, so Emily's sitting in for him and on the next show Derek will still be out and we have a very special guest sitting surprise, in surprise though right Ooh. surprise so I, you guys need to tune in on for the next show um, so it's February 3rd we have uh, we made it through the longest month in human history. It was the longest month in human history. Was January long for any of you guys? That was crazy. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you why January was long. Number one, wasn't it like five weeks? I mean, it was just like, this is the longest month we've ever had. So here's why it was long for me. Dry January. I made it. Thank you guys. <laughs> Whole 30. New budget at the Ivy House. Uh, I wrote a book. Well, I finished a book. And there was something else, something else. Something. It was just the longest month ever. I'm so happy to see February. Can I be honest? I think it was the longest month ever for you because you jam-packed it with the most unfun things I can think of. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you know. I read 83 books. <laughs> I sat and stared at a wall every night for four hours. I, I did a diet yeah. where you deprive yourself of anything good. <laughs> yeah. But I made it, so I'm happy. But anyhow, it was I a counted long every blade of grass in my yard. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, did, it did feel, it, it felt like it stretched on for, for a bit, you know? Um, I don't know. Like, I, okay, so I have an ob- I am in this weird flow right now where I'm working and we're doing a lot of stuff, and I look up and it's an hour past dinner time. Like, I thought it was two thirty in the afternoon. What just happened to today? To me, the work days have been flying by. So I don't know what. Maybe it is because you've been depriving yourself of so much stuff that you've been more aware of the maybe and drudgery. You know, it's just dark. It's winter. It's just literally yeah. like, come on. You know, spring, come on, we're ready for you. I, I've done diets like the whole 30, and I feel like because the the whole 30, you know, for people who don't know, it's basically like very clean eating for 30 straight days right. where, where it's there's a high degree of self limitations that you must impose in order for this diet to work, including if you're like eating out at places. Do you think it stretched on for you just because, like, I feel like yeah. days fly by when you have little milestones. Like, oh, I'm going to have tacos at lunchtime. Right. Or, you know yeah. what? I'm going to go great. I'm a grazer, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if I, if almost out of boredom, I'll just go find a little snack yeah. from the snack bin. Mm-hmm. Or, snacky. Yeah. yeah. Or, or at night, you know, have a, have some chips and salsa or something. Do you think that without those little daily milestones, that's what made it stretch on for you? Maybe. No question. Maybe. No Although, question. I will say that... I don't want to be too spiritual here, but listen, it was more about my heart than it was the food, you guys. Okay. So I was just like, Uh, December was a month where I just, I let myself do whatever I wanted. And so God was like, hey, how about in January, you act like an adult. And so here I am. I adulted for the month of January is what happened over here, you guys. Um, 
And I feel are you better. gonna adult in February? Or are you gonna? I'm gonna maybe go back. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a hybrid. I'm gonna do a hybrid <laughs> between adulting this and do whatever crazy you want. Idea. She's gonna young adult. She's gonna young gonna, adult in February. I'm gonna be 20 again, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna try this crazy idea in in, in February. I guess people are calling it moderation. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Shot. Exactly. We'll exactly. Shot. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to Brian Johnson from Bethel. Uh, don't miss that. Also, we have your feedback at the end of the show but stay tuned right now coming up next it's a very sciencey relevant buzz to Gorillas and Adelaide Omateo. The song is Silent Running. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. All right. Tell us what's happened at the intersection of faith and culture this week. Take it away, Emily. All right. I want to start off talking about just a wild story. Have y'all heard about this de-extinction company that is trying to bring back the dodo bird? The what? I have. The dodo the bird. The dodo bird? Yeah, okay. the famously no. extinct dodo bird. Yeah. But they're also working on some other animals, too. Like woolly mammoth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woolly yeah. mammoth, Tasmanian tiger. Yes, so Colossal Biosciences is a de-extinction company, and they have just this list of animals that they're hoping to fully bring back to life. Um, and this week, they added the dodo bird to it. Um, so like we said, they're already working on the woolly mammoth and the Tasmanian tiger, but, you know, let's throw another one in there. Let's throw in a well, dodo didn't bird. They, didn't they... Get a hundred and fifty million dollar grant specifically to bring back the dodo bird. Wow, that is a a very yeah. rich person. I, th- that was centric. Okay, someone really wants a dodo problems bird back. with this. But go ahead, Jesse. I want to hear. I was going to say that was my my primary question when I saw this like floating in the ether. Is like, what is the business model here? Because like. It, it, we 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 know the fictionalized version was like, hey, we'll bring prehistoric animals back to life, but we have to monetize it, so we'll put them in a park, right? And we'll let people come visit. Like, you know, th- that was the the entire motivation for the scientists in Jurassic Park. But mm-hmm. like, I understand, like, even if this technology exists, obviously it's incredibly expensive. But what who what is the business model? What is their motivation for doing this? It's science. It's just science. To, do, to see what science can do. They get grants and stuff. Are they the only de-extension company? That's just a fun, that's a weird name to me. We're, we're, hello, what do you do? I de-extinct things. What? I'm sorry. Can you explain that <laughs> to me? de-extincter. I play God. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a 90s action movie. <laughs> the de-extincter. That is yeah. a good title though. Like, yeah, I de-extinct things. I mean... I'd, be, I'd like that job title. Um, but no, they the company says that they're not just doing it 
for the sake of science or for fun, but they really believe that reintroducing these animals will help the environment overall and just kind of bring back some normalcy to a lot of these environments that have been hurt by, you know, disasters or deforestation and all these different things. They don't expose like they don't lay out exactly how that helps, but that is their reasoning behind it. I think they just want to do it because they can. But that's my personal opinion. Is anyone asking these animals if they want to come back to this world? I mean, come on. Hello. <laughs> Has anyone thought about this? Maybe they show up and they're like, this is not how we left it. I don't want to be here. The tiger, what happened here? <laughs> the tiger went extinct in the 30s because of unregulated hunting. So yeah. mm-hmm. the 1930s. So that one, that's pretty recent. The dodo was like in the 1800s. That went out. It wasn't for hunting reasons. I think it was natural reasons. The woolly mammoth, I, who knows? The ice age? Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I don't have like, I guess there's no, I, I don't see any ethical qualms because it's not like they're, I mean, they're using GNA sequencing. They're not like inventing the sequencing. Like I'm, I'm assuming they have some sort of like fossilized portion of these animals mm-hmm. that they're using for like, you know, to, to create the GNA. So that it's not like in the... <laughs> in the later Jurassic World movies where they make these hybrid monster dinosaurs. It's like they're actually taking like God's design and just sort of, you know, reintroducing it to to the environment. I don't see like any ethical issues with it, but I do wonder where, like what the long-term implications are. Like what happens after the woolly mammoth? Like Mm -hmm. how far back are they going here? You know? And where's the woolly mammoth going to roam? I mean, it's like, what, what, Siberia? I don't yeah. It's, that's the thing that I'm like, I, I don't get like what the end game is. But you're right. I mean, these were creatures that existed. Now, they aren't going to be exact replicas. I read the piece that we posted. They're not going to be exact DNA replicas. They're going to be hybrids because they can mm-hmm. only do some of the DNA from the actual animal. They have to like fill in the gaps with similar animals. So like the dodo mm-hmm. will have other bird DNA in it. Uh, the woolly mammoth will have, you know, like be gestated inside of an elephant yeah womb you know things like that so they're going to have like similar so it's not going to be exact replica and the other thing that the the piece mentioned is that they don't know scientists don't know how these animals are going to act like we don't have Mm -hmm. any footage of a woolly mammoth or a dodo bird so we don't know if these hybrid recreations are going to act like the original so they're talking about the positive impact it's going to have on the environment but we might have these weird mutants doing weird yeah. things in the environment. So who knows? Mm-hmm. I Sounds mean, like a win-win. <laughs> and it is almost like they're making a new animal. I mean, you know, they're taking, they're putting, it is not the exact replica. So it is kind of right. a new animal. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not in the science world. I don't live for science stuff. Like it is what it is. But I hear $150 million and just like, I just think about, oh my gosh, look at all the people who live on this earth that could be benefited. By $150 million. Exactly. And now we're going to make new animals. In my mind, it's funny your mind goes there, Jamie. In my mind, like, you know, I might be able to have a woolly mammoth burger in my lifetime. (laughs) That is what a time to be alive. Like a woolly mammoth steak. What a time. What a time. What a time. You know? Jesse, do you remember when we went to Somaliland and there was that one restaurant in in the... in the main city, there was literally one restaurant and the menu was full of all the illegal meats. Like you could have tiger, you could eat lion. Did you eat tiger? No, 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 no. I like, oh, I didn't want to like, been, I've never been the same since then, Jamie. <laughs> but like, I, that would be the restaurant where they have the woolly mammoth burger. You can yeah. go back. <laughs> but, but, but if, if this company, it's like, look, you know, we're not, we're not out here slaughtering the woolly mammoths we brought back. They, they die eventually. And we, we chop them up for woolly mammoth steaks. You're telling me you wouldn't be curious 
Like, what's the first eat? restaurant that's gonna no. that's gonna carry it? Like, who's gonna carry that that first? It probably tastes like buffalo. Oh, I love think. buffalo. How come we don't eat elephant meat? How come we don't eat elephant meat? They, do, a, they do in some parts of the world. Oh, okay. It's like there's a yeah. lot of meat on that animal. Yeah, <laughs> that but that's true. what I'm saying. That is anyone thinking? Yeah, <laughs> or or like <laughs> like a, a, a dodo bird leg, you know, like a turkey leg. Like I mean, they sell turkey <laughs> legs at the carnival. Dude, no dodo birds yeah. like, were fat. They were fifty pounds. So it's like. That's yeah, a lot meat. of bird meat right there. That's yeah. a big old chicken. You know, let's. That's a big chicken. It, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's going to get to the, like, if you could have stegosaurus one day, like a stegosaurus <laughs> burger. I, I'm just saying, this is what it puts. Is I don't know why I, I, my mind immediately Goes thought of food. eating, food. eating the de-extinct animals, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying it's only a matter of time. Is the Flintstones your favorite cartoon? Because the big old stegosaurus steak? burgers yeah. and stuff. Kind of, kind of indifferent. You know, I have a Flintstone steak. Okay. It's like oh, based gosh. on the Honeymooners, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's just the Honeymooners set in the Stone Age. Yeah. I never like those shows where like the setting or time period is like an adjacent joke to the plot. Like that that 70s show or whatever. You know what I mean? Like just just set it. In its, like I, I don't need the dinosaur jokes and I didn't need the 70s So you're not jokes. a big just, Happy Days person. I actually do like Happy Days. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the I mean, exception. That's so what's the line then? Current times. Current, <laughs> like sitcoms should just be Wait, you don't like day. period pieces at all? Like Downton Abbey or anything not, like that? S- not, cer- <laughs> certainly not Downton Abbey. The answer Your is no. Your face gave no, that one a, away. <laughs> I mean, if it's like a cool like sword and sandal movie, but I wouldn't watch a sword and sandal What about like an old gangster movie sitcom. like the Al Capone era of Prohibition and stuff? The, the thing is, like, if it's depicting that era yeah. for like narrative reasons, it's fine. Okay. Right? But if it's a sitcom, a situational comedy, yeah. I don't like j- just like let the let the the material be about the situation and the relationships or whatever, not like, hey, we got to throw in a zoot suit joke because this is a prohibition era. <laughs> so you don't, you don't like comedy. character comedies, character-driven narratives set in other time periods. Correct. If it's another time period, it has to be about the time period. The, the narrative or, arcs or, are about like the time. Have, have a reason that we're in that time period. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, like you're t- like like... The early Yellowstone prequel or something. It's like you're telling mm-hmm. the story, the origin story of settlers in that area and their yeah. struggle with the indigenous people and all that kind of stuff. The story is the place and time. You're okay yeah. with that. Gotcha. A- exactly. But like the Flintstones could just be Barney and Fred and Wilma and what was the other? Good job. Uh, um, Betty. Betty. Oh, yeah. Like if Barney, they were just... Betty. If they were just a couple that live next door to each other having misadventures and and it, like instead of going to like a fake dinosaur bowling alley, just have them go bowling. <laughs> like there's no point for this. Okay. <laughs> there, it was just a time period this is a hot where take. It, exactly. But it was the same time period for like cartoons. They they just did re- regular network sitcoms the like in the future the or in the past yeah. or yeah. something. Hanna Barbera, man. And then regular sitcoms were like, hey, it's a family sitcom, except they have a robot daughter or a furry <laughs> alien that eats cats lives with the family Ow, or yeah. there's a Sasquatch that lives in the backyard. It's like, just give me the family comedy. I don't need a, a mythical creature just randomly thrown into the mix. You don't like Harry mm. and the Hendersons? That was... Oh, that was I mean, classic. Wait, were you talking about scary. Alf? Were you talking about Alf or I Harry was, and the Hendersons? I was referring to both. Yeah. I was referring to both. Gotcha. Um, but let me ask you this, Cameron. You, yeah. you you act some for some reason just shocked that I am not a Harry and the Hendersons fan. I I don't have you. When's the last time you watch it? If you can tell me, it holds up. I, I'm like I'm I'm almost oh, daring you to watch some clips on YouTube. And it would you have been me. twenty years ago. But yeah, but the, when it came the, out. But, 
but the idea that that it, it's not just like Alf, where like he's he's like one of the kids that just lives there. Like Harry the Hendersons was the whole thing of like hiding Harry. Harry becomes part of the family. It wasn't just like a random plot point. It was like the whole point, right? Alf, he was a plot point. Alf is just a mischievous kid, alien kid. I, I just feel like I feel like Sasquatch comedy has higher ambitions than Harry and the Hendersons. You ever watch the Jack Link commercials where he comes at the Bigfoot comes out of nowhere? <laughs> now that's Sasquatch comedy. Okay. That that is funny. Harry and the Hendersons, he's but he's just like another family member that just happens to be a Sasquatch that they have to hide in the treehouse. Like it in my mind it just doesn't work. It's like Dennis the Menace, but in a costume. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's like Steve Urkel, except Steve Urkel happens to be a Sasquatch that lives in the treehouse. <laughs> like that was the dynamic. It There's was like a this awkward little, you know, sort of social pariah. I would watch a nerdy that, Sasquatch that comes over and has a crush on my daughter. Yeah. That'd be fun. Oh gosh. I mean, I'm I mean, going to pass. I feel like that's how it feels sometimes when you have a daughter. It's like a Sasquatch coming over to talk to your kids. <laughs> All right. What else, what else do you have, Emily? Um, I have another sort of science topic I want to talk about. Uh, and we've talked a lot about chat GPT and just kind of the different capabilities it has, but there is one metaverse company, uh, called Somnium space and they plan, they've announced that they're planning to use chat GPT to create what they call the live forever mode, which would allow people to essentially talk to dead people like dead no, relatives and dead friends. So, so, so explain a little bit more about what, what they're doing. Like you record yourself to right. save so you yourself. Record yourself you time. upload like yourself talking, um, your mannerisms, things like that. And it just kind of lives on this metaverse. And then when you die, you can still come back as an online avatar. In. So like yeah. if I were to die, y'all could still talk to me and it would be like they would, the AI would know me well enough to respond as I would or, and sound like I would. So, so like I could do this for former employees. Like we record Tyler a whole bunch and then we upload it and then the AI just keeps Tyler going and the listeners don't know the difference. Mm -hmm. I like it. I, I mean, I would listen, I would listen to a, a, like a pot, like, w but why even stop with former employees? Why not just take, why not say, Hey, uh, uh, guess what? We, we have Steve Martin on today oh. and just to have AI <laughs> yeah. Steve. Well, why not just make because you could upload a lot of Steve Martin footage that's what I'm saying that's yeah. what I'm saying well, mm -hmm. and what if what if I have like six different versions of Steve Martin and just I just have a, 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 a podcast where it's fake Steve Martin's talking about stuff or, or whatever like, talking to each other well, that, it doesn't have to be dead oh, people that came out a couple days ago where like the AI was doing deep fake celebrity mm -hmm. voice stuff mm -hmm. and it like i didn't read it but it like i saw the headline like it got into trouble with that i forget what it was but you know this was this metaverse company is specifically trying to do it to keep your family alive yeah. or the memories of your family or you can live on and talk to your future generations through ai basically yeah i was gonna say this to me makes like at first i was like no this is terrible i can't even under this is i would never do this but then i was like okay what if i got super sick and i knew that i was gonna die like, I think I would do this for my kids. And I don't know if they would think that was weird or not, but I feel like I would want, it's like, you know, in the old days, like you see that people are like, I'm going to make a video for my kids so they can watch it forever. Well, this is like, I'm going to let them talk to me forever, which is weird. And I don't know, maybe it's too much. It, it, I would be hesitant seems... though, just because, I mean, the AI technology is very advanced and it is very impressive, but I would be nervous to just almost like hand off my opinions to some because then it's like I don't want there to be right. a record of me saying something I actually wouldn't have said that or I wouldn't have 
told you that or something. I don't know. I, I, it's it's a tricky it's a, thing. It's a lot. Yeah. I get the sentimental appeal to it, though. It, it, yeah, it doesn't seem unethical, but it seems potentially unhealthy. Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine, yeah. like, in the grieving process, mm-hmm. you know, interacting with a fake version of, of a loved one. It doesn't seem like that's something that's really going to bring the closure. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 just the whole idea of, of closure is coming to terms with the fact that someone in your life is no longer there. Right. It's like, you know, it's that black mm-hmm. mirror where she had her husband upstairs in the, in the, in the attic. Exactly. Didn't help her with closure. It didn't work out too yeah. well for her. So, you know what it this really is? does? This is relational porn. It's a facsimile mm-hmm. of the real thing or facsimile of intimacy in the porn case. And it like, it messes with you. It changes you. Right. I mean, people, yeah. mm-hmm. right. Like this facsimile could be really harmful to people. That's really mm-hmm. interesting. And it also is like playing God. I mean, we talk about this a lot, but it's like playing God because like we do, yeah. we, we were born and we die and that's how humanity lives. And then as Christians, we believe that there's like an afterlife and we get to be with God for eternity. But if you're still having people, like you said, Jesse, that there's no grief and there's no end. And so there's this like never ending life. Potentially it could feel that way. It's false. Like you said, Cameron. Yeah, but we're, okay. We watch movies, right? And and in this era, a movie is a one directional experience. It's it's like we watch and and take what it says. But in the future, if movies are more interactive, like like fast forward fifty years, like mm-hmm. maybe entertainment is totally revolutionized, and they can't even wrap their heads around the idea that we sat here for a hundred years mm-hmm. watching something, and they interact with the thing, and stories are alive, and actors, it's a dynamic experience, and so then in their minds. You know, and this is in a VR metaverse situation. So you're you're sitting in the room and you're sitting in your grandma's living room, talking to her, interacting with her. You're aware that this is a facsimile, but you're, it's like you're immersed in this movie or this alternate world. I think it'll become very commonplace and that that grandma as an avatar is no different than your live friend who's an avatar. I think it'll become like we're just used to the avatar interaction in the in the future, you know? Yeah, I think, but but I think the thing is versus like interacting with like a, a hologram that has like scripted responses or something. It's like AI is making decisions. Yeah. It, no, it, right? Yeah, absolutely. A series of if then statements right. that ultimately comes down to judgment, right, and right. discernment. Yeah, and like like that's where I think there's you know a differentiation of like it's actually thinking for itself, not regurgitating. Right, like just wh- where. The, the humanity of the decision making is totally stripped from it though yeah. you know but the the idea I, I just think this is going to become commonplace I think 25 years from now they're going to laugh at how rudimentary we were and you know we looked at flat pictures of relatives and they can bring them quote unquote to life and interact with them and remember their nuances and their humor and their verbal tics and their mannerisms and it's like you looked at a picture like we kind of like laugh at like people sat around the radio in the 30s you know, yeah. like, you know, now it's like, imagine if they could see what we see. I don't mm-hmm. know that. I, I don't know that this will become weird. I don't know that anybody will think this is an odd thing. It's just you create characters in your met, in your virtual life. And why not base some of them on real people? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think the Black Mirror episode is like a good. Yeah. That I show. Mean, like, how did they? 
How did that show? They nailed it. Every nailed time. it so and many it's, times. And it's, and it's and it's a night and it ends with a nightmare every time. Yeah. You know? And they're coming like, up with a new season, which is terrifying because that means that there's new nightmares. That we haven't yeah. even thought of yet. Yeah. yeah. But they have. Yeah. I mean, think about like 10 years ago when we were watching that, we were like, yeah, whatever. Science fiction. Mm-hmm. That'll never happen. And now we're living in the world where it's right. happening. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious yeah. to see what they're going to come up with next. Right. Because they've been right yeah. so far. Yeah. They got to be careful what they put out there. But but it's interesting too because even like if you rewind what eight ten years, Cameron, the the big conversation was where is the like if if in a lab or through technology you can basically recreate the function of like organic biology, like mm-hmm. a, an artificial limb or like an organ or something like that, like or, or like you can enhance like biological organic beings through technology like nano particles that are injectable the the big conversation was the merger of the super the artificial and the organic where now it's kind of even gone to like the level of like well what is consciousness and what is like human thought and what is the difference between human thought and artificial intelligent thought if i mean if you look at our brains it's circuits firing and synapses receiving signals and processing based on memories which are stored in different parts of the brain and create different electrical reactions. Like like I said, 10 years ago, it was all about sort of like the physical where now I mm-hmm. feel like it's come to, well, can we just simulate consciousness and what are the sort of ethical and, and even like spiritual concerns, the implications. I mean, the biological is still moving forward. I mean, think about a month ago, we talked about the news about that baby farm that's being worked on in Germany mm-hmm. where you can pick the traits of your child and they will gestate it in a artificial womb and give you your designer baby. And you mm-hmm. can choose its height and its intelligence and its humor and its all that stuff. And then you're right now, it's going to be a question of consciousness. And, yeah, you know, I, what was it? A few weeks ago, they said, uh, one of the AI guys said that consciousness is uh it being able to envision a future for itself or something like mm-hmm. that yeah yeah i mean i i, I just think like it's left the building uh, you know mm-hmm. and like the the what is it the worms out of the what you know like there's no putting it back in the box right i mean yeah. it's out there mm-hmm. it's happening it's going to change the world it's going to change our lives it's going to change how we interact with other humans and what is human and what is consciousness <laughs> you know it's going to be it's going to move fast. We're, we're, we're all in a place where we're soon going to be Michael Scott delivering gift baskets just to prove <laughs> that we're better than technology. Like at some level, we're all going to have that internal conflict, mm-hmm. you know, that, yeah. it's, that it's us versus the machines, you know, yeah. to prove our humanity and our worth. It's almost like down the road. It's like, yeah, my kid may be ugly, but at least my kid's real. And I didn't order him <laughs> from Germany. You know, like it's like there's going to be like the bio people versus the tech people, you know, like oh, God. I'm you're analog. Literally, I'm analog. You're literally you're... describing the plot of the film, Megan. That's out. Oh, in the gosh. Remember that little robot girl? <laughs> yes. I never saw it. I don't watch horror movies, but all right. What, what else do you have? Uh, the last thing I just want to mention is there right now there's a lot of uh, announcements about new shows coming out, reboots, cancellations even. Um, and we're covering a lot of those over at Relevant. But one thing that I do really want to mention that I didn't realize I was so excited about until I thought about it. King of the Hills coming back to Hulu. Did y'all watch King of the Hill? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Mike it. Judge, right? Yeah, yeah. right, right <gasps> after The Simpsons came on. Yeah. It's Great. one that I don't think about as like, I really enjoy it. And then I watch an episode or clips and I remember it is very funny. Um, so good. But they, 
what's interesting is they do talk a lot about faith. Um, yeah, because we we included a lot of clips. Um, and I want to just share one in case you've never seen it. I just want to give you a little taste of. You should start watching it so that you can be ready for the reboot. So, Jason, can you play the clip? Would anybody mind if I said grace tonight? Sure, Bobby. I want to give a shout out to the man who makes it all happen. Props be to you for this most bountiful meal that sits before us. Okay, check it. You represent these vegetables and in this napkin and in the dirt that grows the grain that makes the garlic breadsticks that are on this table today. Yes, yes. Uh, Okay, Bobby. God appreciates the support, but I'm sure he wouldn't want the pot roast to get cold. Now let's wrap it up. Sure thing. Thanks, J-Man. Peace. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, the, the great thing about uh mike judge who who is the mass you know kind of the the mastermind behind uh king of the hill but also you know idiocracy if you guys seen idiocracy <laughs> office space silicon valley you know he he has like a really astute way of pointing things out in in society and culture that is funny relatable but avoids being mean-spirited. Like, you right. never felt like his commentary about faith or, like, in that clip, they're not making fun of someone like Bobby trying to take a casual approach to prayer. You know what I mean? Like, it, you, you don't feel like it's at the expense of, of, of prayer or faith. You just feel like, hey, th- there are, you know, segments of the, you know, the, the, the country that talk and act in a certain way and mm-hmm. to have, like, this good nature look at it sometimes just really is funny and amusing. And I feel like a lot of his same thing with like, you know, you could take a Silicon Valley, all these kind of tech bros, but really not really making fun of them or, or kind of that startup culture, but really kind of using them as an entry point to just showcase the, the humanity of different kind of communities and, and relationship dynamics. And thinking is speaking about, or calling back to the AI conversation I read today, we posted today that Futurama is coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, on Hulu as well. King yeah. of the Hill and Futurama are both getting rebooted with the original cast members, the original writers, the original voice actors. Um, so Futurama, I mean, the robot, I mean, that's AI. He's thinking for mm-hmm. himself. That's true. a look at our future, man. Futurama. Mm-hmm. It's basically a Black Mirror episode. That's what you're, what you're saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> We're going to have people with one eye because they want one really big eye. You know, instead of two little eyes. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, it's you can just order it from you Germany. Just have one. You can order it from Germany. I want a mega eye. Literally, it cuts the prices of glasses in half. In half. You just order one big lens. (laughs) You just need a monocle. monocle. That's all you need. Anyway. (laughs) All right. That'll do it for Relevant Buzz. Uh, We've been covering a lot of stuff lately at the website. There's been some... Hey, I don't know if you guys have noticed. People have been reading this for a long time. But there's been an evolution in the daily content. You should go check it out. Look a little closer if you haven't seen it lately. Uh, Head over to relevantmagazine.com. All right. Thanks, Emily. Okay, stay tuned. Up next, Brian Johnson joins us. She said, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk? I'm not thinking straight. I guess I'm going to pay for this. Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk? Both my eyes are glazed. listening to Circa Waves. The song is, Do You Want to Talk? Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus 
for just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Brian Johnson. He's a singer, songwriter, and worship leader who's been with Bethel Music for over a decade now. He sat down with Emily to discuss Bethel's upcoming album, Come Up Here, as well as what we can expect from the future of Bethel Music. Here's our conversation with Brian Johnson. In the presence of my enemies, I raise a hallelujah. Where did... Uh, this album, like, how did it get started? This the idea and the how to film, where we're going to film. It was all Jen's idea, um, and it was like probably four years ago. You know, you're always thinking next album. You know, you look at the year schedule, and it's like four years ago. She's like, I'd love to go do an album in the Redwoods. Her family owns a bunch of the Redwood Forest in by Fortuna, Eureka, California, Northern Coast. And she's like, I'd love to, that's what she's like, that's where she grew up. She's like, I'd love to do a, a album shot in the Redwoods, you know. And of course, that's a huge undertaking. And at the time, it just, for whatever reasons, it just didn't work. And so, but it did this time. And, and um, I mean, the undertaking, it took, it rained nonstop, like, until t- we recorded. And for two days, it didn't rain. And we got to shoot. It's crazy. Kind of a miracle, actually. So, all her idea. Season. You've been my strength with all my heart. I, uh, I feel like the last time she and I spoke, she kind of mentioned that um, Bethel was sort of not changing their approach to worship, but they were just kind of stripping it back a little bit. And I think she's used the frames like getting back to the basics. So um, is that what this album is? Is like that shift? I think the heart is, but the production's very much not. The production's very big, very huge. Lots of lots of production. You'll you'll hear it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, but the heart for sure is. You know, like simple in that it's real, real um, focused on. You know, we're not trying to address all the problems and culture and the whole thing all that you know none of that it's basically real simple and it's just like all right god's the same we're going to magnify him we're going to sing about him we're going to sing to him and that's it and so the songs are just about the beauty of god and um revelations 4 it's it's real simple it says come up here and i'll show you basically what to do i'll show you my mindset you know so that's hopefully what the album portrays but that's the heart of the album getting above all the noise getting above all the distractions and just you know i think we go through life and we try we try on for size like every heart posture there is and then we kind of realize in the end none of that works you know (laughs) and then um you realize wait wait a second there's something to just like turning everything in life into praise and thanksgiving and just you know giving it back to god and trust and surrender and that's the one heart posture that actually you can wake up in the next morning and be like, I feel good. You know, I feel like connected to God, you know? So anyways, that's, that's, oh, that was a lot just there, but that's, that's kind of the, um, 
everyone in our world's been through so much and a lot of it no people don't know about you know our our, our let's call it movement um so much crazy stuff it's like wild so um it's kind of like almost a not a returning but just a a return focus maybe that's a better way of saying it. So like, what would you say to someone who, you know, they, they think like, oh, I'm only going to do things that make me happy. And if it's not happy, I'm going to cut it off. Like, how do you navigate that? I mean, it's just basic nature. Like, like, uh, okay, let's talk about working out. If you want to get in shape or you want to grow your muscles, you have to atrophy your body, atrophy those muscles to the point that they hurt and then heal hurt, heal, hurt, heal, hurt, heal. There has to be death for there to be life. <laughs> you know, Jesus died to self. He died on the cross. Why? So that there could be life. Is it, I think being, being, realizing that di the disciplines, the disciplines that bring the real fulfillment in life are usually a bit painful. And so if we're connecting, pain is not happiness, pain is not fulfilling then we're going to miss out on 99% of what we're meant to be here on this earth for. And so, and and, and that goes with relationships. If, if that relationship is too painful for me, I'm going to cut it out of my life. And it's like, actually, maybe there's something in that relationship that's meant to help you with you become who you're supposed to be, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, uh, for me, like, I mean, uh, I can't get into detail, but like even just relationally, it's just like I'm definitely the kind of person that's like I would just like naturally I'm just okay cut you off, <laughs> you know, yeah. like cut you off, and, uh, and you know one of the biggest things with like therapy or my counselor is like you can't do that, even though you're right, even though you're right, and the other person may be wrong, you can't do that. You've got to communicate through it. You can't just shut, can't shut down and just cut them off. It is so easier said than done, right? It's like, oh man. But then, the, but then there is a point where it's like, I do think that like everyone's story is different, and, and mm -hmm. there is a point where it's just like, you know, there is if it's an abusive situation or right. whatever. That that's this like different. There's some there's some parameters that mm -hmm. you know are a little different. But most of what we consider as I can't do this anymore is is uh, maybe you can. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can hang on. Maybe you can learn to communicate better. Maybe you can have a mediator. Maybe you can get up and read your Bible. I mean, let's be real. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, like, if I don't read my Bible, this is, and it's not religion. I hate religion. I hate tradition even. I'm not, I'm a rules. I hate rules. <laughs> but like my connection with God and even the peace that it brings, the Holy Spirit speaking the daily or the every other day, if I don't get up and read my Bible, Jen and I have this new thing at home. We get up early and we read our Bibles by the fireplace. She makes the coffee, I make the fire, you know. And um, it's a country song, right? <laughs> and we get up and we read our Bibles for like 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, to try to every morning. And I, and it, it does something, it, it does something, it does something to our relationship, how we deal with stress, it, it, I don't say it's a fix-all, but it's kind of a fix-all. And, um, I mean, you know, my dad back in the day, like, people, 
we were we come in for counseling and he says okay i don't even want to meet with you and he's like are you reading your bible no he's like okay read your bible for a week and then we'll meet <laughs> which is so old school right? yeah but but i just i'm just saying personally like there's something for jen and i like if we're not doing that like everything starts to go wrong it's kind of crazy jesus christ That was Brian Johnson. Make sure to grab their upcoming album. It's called Come Up Here. All right, stay tuned. Up next is your feedback. It was a tragedy with icing. Kicked up his central neck with a silver lining The playbook's gone and I really don't care which part of me is dying Just put one foot in front of the other One, two, three, four, five But I ain't gonna hold you to what you say You're listening to Cautious Play The song is Burning Up Slow Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we got talking about the story. This was like the biggest story on Relevant in like months. Uh, it was a story of a priest who says that he temporarily died. And while he was temporarily dead, he went to hell. A priest that went to hell. And uh, he looked around. And he was describing all the stuff he saw. And he said there was a music room in hell where the demons were playing, or a cover band of demons were playing Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy and Rihanna's Umbrella in a really bad rendition to torture people, right? This is a true story. So, yes. Well, I mean, it's at true, magazine. No, I mean, I mean, true is not someone actually said this. Yes. yes. Yeah. Is it, he, wow, he I died. This, guys. He came back to life. He's a priest. Yeah. And he was like, God, why am I in hell? And he's like, because you held unforgiveness in your heart about oh my people that I love, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was this whole thing. But but, it, but it, we but caught our eyes that he said that they play Rihanna covers in hell. So This is yeah. right um, but, before but the, the Super Bowl, mind you, that he's ministering to his people. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's important to know these are covers. These <laughs> are demon covers. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Anyway, so we posted the site. It's blown up. It's our biggest story in a long time. But anyway... Uh, we asked you, what would be your personal hell? Oh, wow. Keep it light. That's what we wanted to keep it light. We don't want <laughs> But anyway, you hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and told us what your personal hell would be. Oh, gosh. Okay. This is from Anna. Being stuck at the dentist, getting cavities filled while Garth Brooks plays on an endless loop. I've, I recently had some dental work done. And it was about a three-hour ordeal. I mean, and it was terrible. You know the worst part about the dentist is not just sitting in the chair. It's not them tinkering around. You just feel so unhuman that you have like the dentist and the hygienist. It's like they're working over the the hood of a car, just having a conversation as if there's not a third human that that is <laughs> inches from their faces. Okay? What's worse is when they try to talk to you and yeah. they have like all the tools in your mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you have a good Christmas? <laughs> like, Don't move. Don't move. Yeah. No, but 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 they were like like the last time I was there, like the dentist and the dental hygienist were were going back and forth about office drama, right? But like mm-hmm. I said, you would have thought they were just 
you know, working on like making a pizza together. Not that there's a literal another human being <laughs> just there. right in their face. And I'm like, man, Kathy is in a bit of a pickle after the Christmas party incident, it sounds like. But I didn't get my, you know, I just had to take it all in. You know, it's like the on the dentist, you know, if you if you book an Uber these days, they ask you a question like, do you want to talk to them? Do you want to be in silence? I think when you book appointments like the dentist, they should ask you, do you want the hygienist to talk to you? And you get to say, yes. not today. It's not a good day. I'd rather just lay here. So then no one same feels thing awkward. With haircuts. Okay, hair, same with haircuts. Same everywhere you go, you should be able to fill out a little form. Do you want to talk? No, I don't. Thank you. And then no one feels bad. Yeah. See, but I think, a, Jesse, you would click. Idea. Jesse, Please you would always hit that you want to talk, though. I mean, I'll be honest. I was entertained while <laughs> yeah. I was getting it. I mean, if it's just there or sitting inside, just listening to the sound of them Earth drilling hurts. out cavities, like, yeah. sure, I would rather them gossip in front of me. You know, I, I think I would choose that. Trying to remember, it was like during the pandemic, I saw a company that made, because like work culture changed and interactions changed and stuff. And some the, the company made like a thing of like for your parties or whatever gatherings of like four different cups and like one color cup means, yeah, I want to chit chat. Come talk to me. Yeah. One cup was don't bother me. One cup mm -hmm. was, you know, do you remember that? I'm trying to remember exactly yeah. what it was. But yeah, there's like that's a color system almost. A color system like, of like, yes, yeah. please Seems come talk to passive me. aggressive, extremely passive aggressive to me. You know, like, like it just say, hey man, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of chilling right now. We're good. You know, it's fine. I'm not offended. But you're We're talking about it. You wanted at the dentist. Saying, coming out of the pandemic, you know, everyone like no one knew how to socially interact anymore. So you kind of needed like a simple color system to say like, yes, I remember how to socially interact. No, oh, no, no, no. Remember. It was because everybody was scared of being around other people, remember? And it was like, I don't want anybody to approach me. I, I you know, oh, yes, you can like approach me. Yes, you can um, hug me. Please don't hug me. Remember that? That's what it was. It was like reintroducing mm, yourself to other humans. Yeah. I am not a person who wants anyone within six feet of me. And like you could wear or have something on you that indicated that. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or you could just say, hey, not feeling great. Why don't you guys keep your distance instead of... so? Like, I remember I, I was like in a Sky Mall or something. They had this thing called the Leg Defender. Um, and it was like this thing you could affix to the, the pull-down tray on the back of the airline seat. And it would prevent the seat in front of you from being leaned back, oh, which gosh. I don't, I, there's no way that's, that's, that's gotta be some kind of safety violation. I totally but anyway, remember. Yes. But it also came, it came with a business card that you were supposed to hand to the person. You were supposed to attach the, the seat defender before take, you know, when you're allowed to put your tray table down. And then you're in order to avoid the, the awkward thing of the person trying to recline their seat and realizing it's not working because you've prevented it to with the seat defender, you were supposed to hand them a business card that comes with the seat defender that says, hello, I'm using a seat defender. You're going to be unable to recline for the rest of your flight. I need my leg room. Could you imagine if someone handed you that card? I'd be so mad. I'd be like, no. I'd be like, are you insane? Take your seat defender off. I'm reclining. And why wouldn't you just talk to Why ticket. wouldn't you just say, hey, look, I, I, got, I got bad knees. I, I really got to protect my legs here. You know? Like, the, business, the passive aggressive business card thing was just shocking to me. And I wanted to see it used just one time in the wild to see what would happen. Paul Gasper <laughs> says his personal hell would be folding t-shirts where the laundry basket never empties. Hmm. The designs on the shirts are all objectively terrible. An off-key <laughs> elevator music version of Dirty Laundry is on an infinite loop. 
And each shirt carries a light but horrible scent. Burnt hair, vomit, wet dog, etc. Oh That's a very specific That's dirty hell. laundry. That, that is really... It's like <laughs> Sisyphus, you know? Yeah. Like that Greek uh, yeah. guy who has to roll the stone up the hill over and oh, over. Gosh. Except with yeah. laundry. Brett Callen, along those lines, says his personal hell would be your video will play after the ad, <laughs> but the ad is forever. Forever. <laughs> that is the worst. I hate when like Hulu will put the little clock down there. Uh-huh, and you're like, 90 seconds? What am <laughs> yes. I going to do? I don't even know if I want to watch Only Murders in the Middle there you go. anymore. You know? <laughs> uh, Micah Harris said this, and this would be mine. So Micah plus Jamie, here it is. A hundred plus people <laughs> making various noises with their mouths, chewing, popping gum, slurping noodles, loud smacking of any food. I am done. I cannot handle it. <laughs> eating at my house sometimes with my children we're having soup they tell me that they're supposed to slurp and i say no watch me i don't slurp i eat soup without slurping you guys it can happen don't sit next to me in a movie if you're smacking your nope you have to get to a different seat i can't sit by you that is my personal hell you know what would be the worst is a hundred people eating bananas open mouth and all the bananas (laughs) are just past ripe so they're a little soft. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. Oh, I can't oh, even handle oh. that when it's I'm eating the banana. That sound yeah. Imagine that 100, bothers me. Hundred yeah. banana, a hundred just past ripe bananas being eaten open mouth. Evan Penn says his hell would be where he keeps reliving when a girl from his Christian college told him, "quote God is calling her to date me in the girls' dorm lobby while people watch for all of eternity." Oh wow! Oh, no. <laughs> That is a very specific person taking a very thing. awkward yeah. moment and just playing it out for all of eternity. That's amazing. Hey, it could have been worse. She could have said, "God's calling me not to date you, so we need to break yeah. up." I mean, that's got to be worse. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's probably to be in fairness. I don't know how you reacted. It sounds like you're not with this individual. <laughs> I'd imagine it's that. I imagine it was that girl's personal hell too. Is that to relive <laughs> it with you, exactly. my dude? That's true. <laughs> yeah, yep. I don't. I don't think this story ended with and kids. That's how I met your mother. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I like Greg's where he does introduce it with this is coming from a place of love, but he says his personal hell is being caught in a loop of a church board meeting where the loudest get to dominate the discussion and the meeting ends with no decisions made. And I've been in those church board meetings and that is the closest I ever want to be to hell. Feels pretty on the nose. It feels like he's he's like hoping his pastor. Yeah. He drops like, the this name. This is extremely specific. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of music ones. There's very specific songs that you guys hate. And uh, the, yeah, you know, someone you guys, just put the top 40. I, that, that's actually not too bad. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's I, pretty much I think much right now the like, top 40 is all Taylor Swift. So that actually would be my personal heaven. I was going to say, it's I'd pretty much going that. grocery shopping. It's like walking yeah. the aisles of like Wegmans is, is, is that experience. Rail James know? says his personal hell is spending his days reading conservative Christians and progressive Christians debate theology on Twitter. Oh, wow. And like, and you got toothpicks in your eyelids, so you can't look away. It's like there. You, you have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, also very on the nose. And I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there's more where that came from. You guys, this is probably one of the biggest replies in a, and we've had in a while. There, you guys have a lot of personal hells. Uh, you can look at our replies at Relevant Podcast on Twitter. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, we were talking about future stuff, as we have been a lot lately, because future stuff is happening very quickly. Um, but we got us thinking, what is a future thing that you've seen, maybe depicted on TV or movies or whatever, that you want to see happen? Like you want a Rosie the Robot from the Jetsons to kind of do all your house cleaning and cooking, stuff like that. You know, uh, maybe just stay away from some of the darker evil sides of 
stuff that we've seen. Let's keep it light. Uh, Let's keep it fun. I'm going to throw one out there. I like, right. I like, because Cameron, you're talking about basically enhanced Zumba, you know, or Roomba or whatever Roomba. they are. Like the little. The <laughs> Zumba little, is a dance a, a, a exercise program. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to get a Roomba to do the cleaning so I have time for my Zumba class. That's yes. right. Yeah. And we have a Roomba and her name is Rosie. Rosie the Roomba. I want one of those chairs from Wally. They kind of glide oh, and they got the cooler on the side. 100%. And like that was supposed to be cautionary. I'm like, dude, the Wally grownups, no the Wally joke. people, they made it look. Yeah. They got to figure it. Look, it's like no, they were it's like, pretty, oh, pretty this chill, is our man. future. I was like, sign yeah. me up. That looks amazing. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> Didn't perfect. Rocky also have a robot that brought him stuff? Yeah. He, well, he gave it to uh, oh, his, his trainer. His, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, and they developed kind of a weird relationship too. Like uh, that was a black Mickey, esque. <laughs> Mickey and the robot. Something weird. Something weird was going on with Mickey and the robot. Like that. That you know. That, I recently rewatched Rocky Four because it is on Netflix. That's I my saw favorite one, night. by the way. It's you. You know, someone did a study, and that that film is like it's over forty percent montage, and that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> like most, there are two, there are two extended training montages. At one time, at one point in the film, uh-huh. Rocky sprints to the top of a mountain like a like he like he mountaineers wearing a leather jacket and jeans, and he gets all the way to the top like a huge mountain. <laughs> <What? Russia. laughs> that he's being pursued by like Russian gangsters and he, uh-huh. to evade them, he climbs yep. straight up cliffhanger style, except he's wearing a brown leather jacket and thick jeans. And th- <laughs> by the way, that's how he trains in a leather jacket. And jeans. <laughs> if anyone thinks I'm exaggerating and it has the worst, it has the worst funeral speech in any movie <laughs> in history after Apollo Creed dies where, you know, he dies in the ring. Yeah. Everyone remembers, stop the fight, stop the fight. Spoiler Rocky, alert. It, it, yeah. yeah, cut well. to, I mean, this is like in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> cut to the funeral. It yeah. goes from the ring yeah. to the funeral. And, and of course, Rocky is at the podium. He's like, I don't really know what to say. I told him not to take that fight, but he lived like he died. And that's the extent of the speech, and everyone's crying. They're like, "This is the this is the worst. This is the worst eulogy I have ever heard." It, it it was as if Stallone showed up to the set that day and just made up a speech and did it one take and just walked off, that's which I'm pretty what certain happened. what happened. Yeah. So you well, don't want that to be said at your funeral. I mean, I'll take it if Stallone did it. <laughs> I can get AI to do it. I was going to say, we can make yeah, that AI happen. Stallone. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't mind a future like Transformers, not the battle alien stuff, but like Bumblebee where like it's my car, but then also yeah. can be my friend. That would be mm. kind of fun. It can go do stuff for me. Like Bumblebee go, you know, pick up Cohen from school and he goes. And yeah. My big old <laughs> recliner that just takes me wherever I want to go. My little car friends. It's great. Living the dream. And I'm just hanging out with my AI grandma, you know, just oh, shooting the breeze. Future sounds awesome. This is getting weird. <laughs> anyway, hit us up on Twitter at Roland Podcast. Tell us something that you've seen, some future thing you've seen that you want to see become reality. And we'll read our favorites on next week's show. Well, before we wrap things up, just want to remind you of a couple things. One, if you like the show, if you're still listening, tell people about it. Post on social, share clips, um, you know, tweet about it. And wherever you listen, rate it and review it. That helps the algo. Um, we like the feedback. We watch it. Um, also, if you want to get an ad-free version of this podcast, you can. It's part of Relevant Plus, the best way to experience content 
the content we create. Uh, not only do you get an ad-free version of this podcast, you get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com. You get an exclusive subscriber podcast each week and you get a beautifully designed ad-free enhanced edition of our quarterly digital magazine. Plus a lot more stuff coming this year. We have some stuff in the pipeline you don't want to miss. Relevant Plus, you can find out all the information right there at the website um, at relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the Relevant Plus tab. Plans start as low as two fifty dollars a month. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. And I'm Emily Brown. All right, we will see you on Tuesday. We have a special guest sitting in. You don't want to miss it. Have a good weekend, everyone. listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com I might be able to have a woolly mammoth burger in my lifetime. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.